Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic <laughs> is in learning. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the October 18th episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have some things to talk about today. Yep, some are maintenance-related, some are related to apps, some are related to how accessibility changes for better or for worse. And we've all experienced that. We're going to talk a little bit about that and relate it to a couple apps. So, let's begin. We've been doing a little bit of... I would say housekeeping, but you're right. Modification is probably yes, more modification than anything else. But don't be scared. Right. So what we've done is we've made for those that are customers made your account page a little bit easier to use. It says my orders, my downloads, things like that. So it's not as confusing, especially for downloads. You don't know if you're hitting the free downloads link, possibly, or you are hitting just your downloads link. And the nice thing about going directly to the My Account page is that you actually, at least the first time, you don't get the top menu. It actually strips it away, so you don't even see the downloads or the podcasts and all that stuff. So you're strictly within your account. So we've made that little minor change. Yeah, and hopefully this will help you with the confusion, as he said, particularly over downloads. And it'll just be a more seamless page to navigate now. The other thing we wanted to bring to your attention, website related, is that if you're browsing the website and you hear a little pop sound. It's like, kind of like that. Kind of like that, a little pop sound. That tells you that there is a notification that comes up. And if you're a screen reader user, the notification actually shows up at the bottom of the screen. We only have one notification up right now. And that is talking about our spectacular sales. Yes. And it's just a little thing to let you know that it's there should you want to go look for it. And, you know, ironically enough, the notification visually shows up at the top. But for screen reader users, for whatever reason, it's at the bottom. So you'll have to hit control end or, what, command end? And I don't know how it is on the Mac. Anyway, I don't remember. Hopefully Mac users will know what to do to get to the very bottom. And, you know, anyone using a... Braille note taker or something like that, you can figure out how to get down there and see if we have any notifications for you because we will be using this feature and giving you some cool notifications pretty regularly. And I think that's all for the website. Actually, it's not. It's not. We have one more thing to let you guys know about. Okay. Points are back. That's right. Points are back. So for a while we had points. Then we had magic beans. And then we had magic beans. (laughs) Which were also points for those of you who are thinking, what? Really? Right. So the website is modular. And that means that when we add features to the website, it's some kind of a plug-in, for example. And the points products that we used, on the back end, it would break some things. And I'm sure on the front end, they broke some things. So we had to remove them. Now they are back, and hopefully back for quite a long time. And if you've ever been a customer of ours, you have a treat waiting for you in your account. Well, sort of. The first time that you log in, you will get $3 worth of points that you can spend on whatever you want to spend them on, which is kind of a neat thing. Mm -hmm. And because, according to the plugin, you're a new user, you get the points. Yep, you all get points. All several thousand of you. (laughs) 
So that's kind of a fun thing to do. And basically, a point is a penny. So when you spend a mm-hmm. dollar, you get a penny and a point. And they're going to add up pretty fast, actually. They are, because not only do we have pennies for dollars, but we also have a lot of really cool things that are going to get you points, too. So right, that we're going to make they're not sure there yet. of yeah. once they're active. Yeah, we're going to test them first. Right. So particularly if you are on our news list, I'll be letting you all know about those. So if you're on that, you will get that information first, probably. But we'll announce it here on the podcast as well. But we wanted to get the points back up. Yeah. Because it is getting close to the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people have already started to accrue points. They've purchased, let's say, the AirPods product that we're going to come out with in a couple weeks. We're going to have so much fun creating that AirPods documentation and that class. If you guys haven't signed up and you're interested in learning about Apple AirPods, oh, we have a lot of great info to share. 15 bucks. The nice thing, too, is anybody who has signed up for the Blind Shell audio tutorial pre-order, once the pre-order goes live, you'll get points, too. You will. And that's going to be a massive project. So if you haven't, or if you haven't told your friends about it, we encourage you to spread the word for us. Thank you so much in advance, because this is something a lot of people have been waiting for, and we want to get the word out, and you'll get a little reward in terms of the points. So... What might you want to spend those points on? Well, we said we weren't going to do this, but since we had a podcast coming up anyway, we'll let you know about the next group of treats that are now on sale. So if you didn't get the first group, which was the Stream or the Windows 10 tutorial that we talked about last time, those are gone. Those are no longer on sale. I mean, they're not gone, gone, but they're no longer on sale. They're still, of course, available on the website. But we have two new products that are on sale now. Two new sales. Two new sales. They're not new products. They're new sales. And they're on sale until... Friday the 21st. So you don't have much time. The first product is our podcast listening event that we did last year. We had so much fun putting that together. It was a very fun class. And it really gives you from low-tech to high-tech ways to listen to your podcasts. One thing you need is Wi-Fi. No matter kind of what you're doing, generally speaking, you need Wi-Fi unless you have a friend download stuff for you. You do need a Wi-Fi connection. But other than that, we can give you some really cool tips on ways to download your podcasts, whether you want to do it through an app, a player, a website, what have you. The other product is the Chromebooks tutorial. Chris did a brilliant job with this, I must say. Yes, you recently went through it, did you not? I did. That tells you everything you want to know about Chromebooks that... I knew at the time, mm-hmm. and it is a very good tutorial, and that one is also on sale. See, we were going to make you hunt for them, but we just told you what they were. Yep, so we might not tell you the next group. You will have to do a little searching for those, but <clears throat> hint, there's a page that might help you out. I'm not saying anymore. There is a page. There is a combo box on a specific ah, page. uh-huh. That might help you out as well if you know how to sort things. Mm -hmm. So think about those two clues. So that's all the website news we have. So we're going to talk a little bit about Ring. Some of you might already know. (laughs) There have been some downturns in accessibility. Don't know if it's Apple. Don't know if it's Ring. Because it still works on Droid with no issue. It does. But the problem is that whenever you go into any of the settings pages... On the Ring app, they don't speak. And this is just on iOS? Yes. When we were 
working a few months ago and it you still had 15 and i was running the beta 16 yes it did not work under beta 16 now that 16 is out it still doesn't work under 16 point something but it worked for me it did before you went to 16 correct we now, tested it right so now it doesn't work so it goes to show you how accessibility and things like that can change so as a consumer what do we do under these situations we contact Ring, we contact Apple. The more voices that are heard, hopefully this will be fixed, regardless of whosever's fault it is. Yes. I don't care whose fault it is. You just kind of want it fixed, especially when all of your household, let's say, for example, is in a certain ecosystem. So we're talking about Ring, the doorbells, the cameras, the alarm. <laughs> You know. We're talking about our household, in case you were wondering, and it might be yours as well. Right. So that's kind of an issue. Definitely. There have been conversations going on about it on social media. The important thing to remember is when you contact a company about accessibility issues, you can't just say this is not accessible. You don't know, number one, who you're going to get in the company. You also need to provide specifics. Where do they go? What do they need to do to see your issue as you are seeing it? And make sure to mention what screen reader you are using. And that you are using a screen reader, please. Yes. For a lot of these things, like we said, it works fine under Android. You can still go in and do whatever you need to do under Android. But under iOS, it doesn't. And, you know, we have both of our feet in the ecosystems, either Android or iOS, so we kind of know that, yes, it works under Android. Had we not had the Android phone, then you're going to be locked out of quite a few different things. Now, you may be able to go online and do some of this stuff on the web page with your cameras and your alarms. Let me give you an example. Perfect example of what happened. We were upstairs one day last week, and the doorbell rang. Neither of us was able to get to it at the time. We forgot, as we always do, that we could use our A-Lady device to go live at the door and find out who was there. Now, you know what the problem with that is? We're old. We're programmed to <laughs> go to the door yes, when it we rings. Are. Yes, we are. So what we could have done is said, a friend, answer the front door. And it would have been okay because we would have been on one side of the house. The person would have been behind a steel door. And you could still have a conversation with Note them. that in order to do that, though, you have to have your ring skill enabled and configured on A-Lady. Yes, you do. You could do that with any true A-L-E-X-A-enabled device. So, for example, you couldn't do it with the Sonos. Mm-mm. So, we were kind of wondering who the heck was at our door. We were expecting something that was very important. We were like, oh, crap. Did we miss this important package? So we were freaking out a little bit, wondering what was going on. You had a bit of an issue going on the site to find out. No, I had an issue in the app. Ah. I couldn't share it. That's what it was. I was going to share it with one of the parents, one of the relatives, somebody who can say, okay, this is so-and-so. Couldn't do it. You go into the share sheet, there were three or four clickable items. The Ring app for us is not one that you don't want to click around on to find out what things do because it is connected to the alarm and could summon the police. Yep. It's not one of the things that I really want to do is start pressing unlabeled or on anything. It's just nothing. Right. No. It starts speaking pictures. Yes. It's very it's, bad. And it's, the pictures don't even make sense. It's very weird. Yeah. 
It's very weird. What happened was I got on TeamViewer with an IRA agent, went to a PC, and was able to see what the video was with the IRA agent, and they were able to tell me what it was, and it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I couldn't share from within the iOS app, you can't get into settings. You can't change pretty much any of your settings. You can't go into history. You really can't see your history anymore. I mean, things like that, it's just its a mess. It's just broken. One thing that recently happened to us, and we probably won't do it, but Google has a doorbell. And Google's app, fortunately, is accessible. Now, I say that with the caveat that we don't have the Google doorbell, so we don't know. We don't have the Google camera, so we don't know. Circumstances made us purchase an older, but a Google Nest router. And, of course, you add that through the Google Home app, and everything is accessible to my way of thinking. So all your Google properties, as it were, anything that's attached that Google makes, so your Nest doorbell or whatever it's called now, (laughs) your router, all this stuff you can view in one centralized hub. Right. The Google app. Right, like the Ring stuff. Yeah. The Google, it used to be the Google Home app. I don't know what it's actually called now. It still is. Is it? Okay. Yes. So it's still called the Google Home app, and you can go into the Google Home app, and you can basically configure anything you want with this Google Home. I just want to show you that really quickly. Open Google Home. Landscape, portrait, Google Home, add button. So you can add something. That's how you would add your router, your doorbell, what have you. Account and settings. Sign in as Chris No. There's your account settings. Princesses Home, heading. There's the name of our home. Connect Roku button. I can connect Roku. Dismiss button. Media button. Here's media. Call home button. I can call home. Broadcast button. I can broadcast something. Yep. Thermostat button. There's our thermostat. Now watch this. This is cool. So this is the Ecobee thermostat. And Google Home knows about this. This isn't even a Google property. I go here. Close button. Settings button. I can go into settings. More options button. More options. Grand hall. There's the name of the thermostat. Living room. That's the room that it's in. Heat temperature set to 65.0. 64. There's 64 degrees. Decrease by 1 degree Fahrenheit button. Increase by 1 degree Fahrenheit button. So if I really wanted to lower or increase the heat, I can. Indoor. 66. So it tells me the indoor temperature is 66 degrees. Mode button. There's the mode. So if I wanted to turn on the air conditioner, which I won't, (laughs) I could change the mode from heat to cool to auto to off. Mode button. But that just gives you an idea how usable a thermostat is that's not a Google property. I can do this, this little things. Now, of course, the Kobe app is going to be much more robust than this. Absolutely. But let's just do this for the sake of doing so. Six indoor. Increase by one degree Fahrenheit. Button. Increase by one degree Fahrenheit. Increase Double by tap one degree that Fahrenheit. twice. Decrease by one. 66. See, it went from 64 mm-hmm. to 66. Heat temperature so let's to go to Set close. Button. close. Thermostat. Button. And we're back to thermostat. Wi-Fi. Button. So here's Wi-Fi. Here's our new router. Back button. Settings button. More options. Smallville. That's the name of the network. Everything looks good. Your network is online and all Wi-Fi points are connected. Internet button. Wi-Fi device one button. So there's Wi-Fi device, which is one, because we don't have any other Google devices here. 
Internet button. But here's our internet. If I wanted to go in here, I could play with the internet settings. Wi-Fi devices button. Here's your devices. What devices you have online. Show password button. I could show the password for the wireless router. Network button. Head. Here's network settings. 841 Mbps download. 849 Mbps upload. That's my speeds. Your last speed test on October 15th was blazing fast. <laughs> run speed test button. I could run the speed test. Devices button. Head. And here again are devices. Sunfish. Google Nest Mini speed. 312 Bps down. 696 Bps up. Actions available. Now, these are real. Sunfish. Google Nest Mini speed. 176 Bps down. 112 Bps time. up. So if I flick down. Pause. I could pause this, so I can actually go in here and pause the internet on this specific device. Then we're going to flick to the right. Star Labs 13, Netgear, speed, 0 BPs down, 0 BPs up. That's Actions our, available. That's what, our, what is that? That's the uh, Netgear, the NAS, the Net Network Attached oh. Storage Device. Why is it 0? Because it's not doing anything right now. Ah. It's there, but it's not doing okay. anything. Set priority device button. You could set priority device. This is just to show you that something... As complicated as a router in the Google Home app, you can change these settings and stuff. Can you delete a device from there? Yes, you can. These aren't devices that you're going to delete. These are devices that are connected to your router at this specific instant. If you wanted to, if a neighbor got on your network, I would I would pause their network access. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's just just wanted to show you how that works the other nice thing about that is you can take a device and you can block it from visiting certain things you can really customize what a device on your network can do and where it can go right so you can do that that's family cloud services uh -huh. i believe so you can do those kinds of things the other interesting thing is that if you have a google home on your network to connect to this google router it is smart enough to know that it's connected to a google router and there's one really cool command that you can do which is What's my internet speed? All right, testing the internet speed. I'll tell you the results shortly. So, unlike the Orbi that we tested a long time ago, you get no music to tell you that your speed test is occurring. But it is. But it is. And it's, it takes a minute. It does. You'll get a little sound, sound. effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your network speed test has finished. The download speed on Smallville is currently 574 megabits per second, and the upload speed is 838 megabits per second. Now, just out of curiosity, let's go back up near the top. Devices, button, run, your 839 Mbps upload. 574 Mbps download. It's already updated that. Your last speed test on October 16th was blazing fast. And there it tells you the date. We don't think that we're going to get the doorbell. We're just going to hope and pray. Either Ring fixes their issues or Apple fixes their issue, whoever's fault it really is. If it's not fixed by midwinter, though, we're probably going to have to reevaluate. Well, we've got our whole house invested in Ring, and you get into a situation where you very badly need it very quickly, it just seems like you're kind of tempting fate a little bit not having accessibility. Now, having said all that, who's to say that you buy this Nest Hello doorbell mm -hmm. and... In winter time, the Google Home app becomes inaccessible. Exactly. It's happened with the ALEXA app for sure. And it's unfortunate that you have to think about these things. But remember, we're in a very small market and many people don't understand what situations we're dealing with on a daily basis in terms of access. I do remember, though, when the beta was out, 
sending a bug report into Apple saying that that Ring app was no longer accessible. We'll see. We'll keep monitoring it and see what happens. So we'll let you guys know what we find out. The other thing I wanted to show you real quick is an app that I discovered called Flighty. (laughs) F-L-I-G-H-T-Y. And we've been alluding to this for a bit. So this is going back to our discussions about travel. But it takes it to a bit of a different level. It's actually very cool. It's very cool. This is his new hobby, right? Playing with Flighty app. (laughs) You know that song? What's this guy's name? Gary Allen or something? He's talking about watching airplanes. It's a country song. And you played it for me the other day. I did. So you can watch airplanes. <laughs> Open flighty. Flighty, not control plan, button. So, it's not the most accessible app in the world, but it's very cool. If you have something like TripIt and you're actually going somewhere, it can import your flights. But there are cool things that it really does. It will tell you when your flight arrives your incoming plane. So if you're sitting at the gate, you can get a notification that tells you that your flight has arrived. You can get a notification when the flight is taxiing off. That's the cool thing for me. Yes. I love that. <laughs> it tells you how many minutes that you're going to taxi. taxi. I mean, that's really cool. If you have a friend, you can give them their flight number, and they have this app, they can track your flight. They can tell how old your plane is, like the birthday of your plane, how long it's ran. How many flights? Doesn't it say how many flights it's it's, Yes. I believe it's either flights or hours. I can't remember which one, Mm -hmm. but it's really cool. So let's just see what we have. Map control share. Map. Legal. Link. Button. Logo. Other. Icon profile. Button. Icon settings. There's settings. Search and add flights. Text field. You can search and add flights. So if you know the flight number, for example... Or you want to look for a flight going from point A to point B on a specific day. You can do that. You can flick to the right. Let's fly somewhere. Now this is neat. So it says here, let's fly somewhere. Use the search bar or view a random flight. It literally... Use the search bar or let's fly somewhere. If you double tap this one... Let's fly somewhere. Let's fly somewhere. So now... Credit card, gift card, logo other, ticket. One hour, 13, search and add flights, text field. So that's the search and add flights where we just were. Now I want to flick to the right. One hour, 13 minutes, SK4098, Oslo to Harstad, Narvik, OSL, 8.50 p.m., EVE, 10, 10 p.m., departs, 15 minutes late. Actions available. So it already told you all that stuff that's already 15 minutes late when it departs. And this is departing on their time, not your time. So let's flick down. Delete. I'm going to delete that one because I don't want that you one. You don't want to go flight. to Norway or nope. from Norway to... No. Cancel. But cancel. Delete flight. Button. Delete flight. Now, it's gone. It's going to be. Use the search bar or use the search bar or view a random flight. Use the search. Let's fly somewhere. Let's fly somewhere. Let's fly somewhere. Try this again. <laughs> App search and add flight. One hour, thirty-two minutes. AC six hundred and eight. Toronto to Halifax. YYZ three ten p.m. YHZ six fifteen p.m. Departs fifty-five minute late. Whoa. Actions available. Glad I'm not going to Halifax. I hear you. Okay, so let's see what happens if we double tap this flight. Sunday, the 16th of October, Bullet AC 608. Now I'm going to flick to the right. Toronto to Halifax. Close button. Button. Live share. Button. You could live share with a friend. Button. Gift card. License plate. Logo other. Person. Image. My flight. Alternatives. Button. Button. Logo other. Whisk. More. Image. A photo containing a cloudy sky. More. 
Vertical scroll bar, six pages, zero percent, adjustable. Vertical scroll bar, feet, delete, button, share flight, but estimated so, takeoff, inbound oh, plane, whoops. in air from LGA, inbound plane, in air from LGA, button. So what it actually did was, is it put me somewhere in the middle of the screen. So it says our inbound flight, and where that is. In air from LGA. Right. I don't know what Map control LGA plan. is. Button. Georgia? Map control Maybe. Plan. Makes sense, though. Map. Legal. Link. Vertical scroll bar. Six pages. So let's Adjustable. see. If we go back inbound. up to uh, inbound plane. In inbound plane. Button. We're going to hit this. Inbound plane. In air from LGA. Now let's see where it is. Map control what plan. It is. Button. Map control show plane. Map. Map control show plane. Button. You can see the plane. You can see the plane. <laughs> Map. Legal. Link. Sunday, the 16th of October, ball AC 608. Toronto to Halifax. Close button. Button. Live share. Button. Button. Gift card. License plate. Logo. Up. And there's more to it. It must be in settings or something where you're able to see the birth date of the plane. It's, again, it's not really that accessible. I mean, it's accessible to use, but Tap map. let me see. Let's go down, map. down to the bottom. Tap to edit. Let's see. Tap to edit. Paste button. Seat. Tap to edit. Good uh-huh. to know. Information about his flight. Oh, here we go. Plus one hour time zone change. Six. Map. Legal. Link. Ver- vertical scroll. Feet delete. Button. So again, it's kind of bouncing around a little bit, so you'd have to play with it. But it does have, and you can get to this info, because I have done it. And of course, it's not going to let me get to it. Of course it's I'm not. recording. You're recording. Yes. So we just wanted to talk about that. You can add as many flights as you want in the paid version. So there's a free version that actually lets you play with some of the stuff and track flights. But the notifications are amazing when you get them. Because, like I said, it will tell you when the inbound plane arrives. It'll tell you when you're taxiing off. It'll tell you probably somewhere in the middle of the flight how long your flight is going to be before the plane lands. It tells you how early or late the plane is. It tells you your luggage, where you're supposed to pick your luggage up. That part is really cool, too. Yes. You don't have to wait. But the neat thing, when you land and you get the notification, it gives you the weather like the pilot would. It's really cool. Yeah. So it's something to play around with if you're a traveler or you just want to randomly get notifications from, you know. If you wish you were a traveler. Yes. (laughs) That could that, too. (laughs) But it's kind of fun to see... How that is, uh, I would hate to be tracking a flight just for fun and have something not good happen. But hopefully, flying is still a pretty safe way to travel. It's a very fun way to travel. Once you get past, at least for me it is, once you get past all the pieces of getting to the airport, getting through security, getting to your gate, the flight part, I love. So when this flight takes off, if I don't delete it, we will watch it. We will. We will watch it go. That's kind of one of the fun things we've been doing. It's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm tracking a flight. Oh, cool. Let's see. So we'll be doing something else, and all of a sudden he'll get a notification about the flight and what it's doing or where your luggage is going to be or, you know, how late your flight is or if it's early or, you know, whatever. So it's kind of fun. The other flight app that I was using is very, very accessible, but it doesn't give you all the notifications. Mm-hmm. To me, the notifications, once your plane is set up, I really want those notifications because we use TripIt. It will automatically put real flights in here, and I can track them. So sometimes it pays to play with multiple apps and kind of see what's available. Exactly. So what's one thing you might want to do when you get on the plane and your flight's taken off and you know it's going to be a couple hours before you land? Sleep. 
Exactly. We talked about Ring being an example of an app that has had a downslide in accessibility. Let me tell you about an app that has had a massive increase in accessibility. I mentioned this on a podcast. I think I showed a demo of it. I don't know how long ago it's been. It's been quite a while. I'll quite, try and, quite some years yeah, ago. I'll try and dig it out to kind of let you guys compare and contrast. I'll try and dig it out of the archives and find it. It's an app called Slumber. I love this app. Some of you may be familiar with the Calm app, which has sleep stories. It'll literally tell you stories, and there'll be stories about places you can travel to, or little meditations, or music, or, you know, just various different types of stories. Breathing exercises, what have you. And Calm is a great app, and it's a very accessible app. Slumber was not always so accessible, but I kept my subscription. And I think you can listen to some for free. I've been paying for the app just because I really like it, and I'm so glad I have because I kind of forgot about it for several months. I really hadn't looked at it since sometime last year. A couple weeks ago, I thought, I'm just going to check out Slumber. And boy, was I surprised. I'm going to open my phone, and I'm going to show you what has happened with Slumber. Open Slumber. Slumber. Tonight on Slumber. So you open it up, and the first thing you hear is, Tonight on Slumber. Tonight on Slumber. I'm going to flick right. The tree meditation. One hour, 26 minutes. Button. That meditation is called The Tree. And you can click on it and begin playback. But let's keep going right. Recommended for you. These are recommended for me. Leaf in a stream. 20 minutes. Button. Hypnosis for deep sleep. 29 minutes. Button. 300 deep sleep affirmations. 1H. Button. Clouds at sunset. 28 minutes. Button. The relaxing train journey. 33 minutes. Button. Loving kindness for sleep. 41 minutes. Button. Gratitude for sleep. 14 minutes. Button. Sleepy books. Then we have sleepy books. So these are just place markers. Sleepy books. See what happens if I try and double tap it. So we've got some sleepy books. The Hound of the Buskerviles, 12 tracks. The Wizard of Oz, 9 tracks. A Journey Through Scotland, 9 tracks. Button. Alice in Wonderland, just added. This is just added. Relax at the Renaissance Fair, 42 minutes. Button. And literally that has been added since I checked last. I think there are at least two new sleep stories a week. There are over 300 in here. A lazy fall day in Brooklyn's Prospect Park. 30 autumn leaves in Vermont. 27 minute. A stroll down Main Street. 30 ASMR sleep affirmations. A relaxing tour of Toronto. Fall asleep in Tolkien's world. The magic of Bodmin Moor. Apache and Navajo mythology. 1H. Button. Animals of the Amazon. 30 horizontal scroll bar. 6 pages. 100%. So that's what's on the homepage. But if you keep going right. Featured collections. There's more. <laughs> There's featured collections. Sleepy Halloween stories. Back to sleep meditations. Cozy stories for fall. 24 tracks. Button. Elements meditation series. Travel stories. ASMR sounds and triggers. Horizontal scroll bar. Recently played. Then we have things I've recently played. The healing rain. Gratitude for sleep. Twilight. Night. Autumn leaves in Vermont. The sleepy history of Oktoberfest. Favorite tracks. Here are my favorites. Gratitude for sleep. Lavender fields of Provence. San Francisco Bay at night. The sleepy history of Oktoberfest. Twilight. Explore. Then we have Explore. Calming stories. Sleep meditations. Soothing sounds. Children's stories. Favorite collections. Cozy stories for fall. Favorite narrators. Kate. Vertical scroll bar. Five pages. 100%. Tab bar. Selected. Home. Tab. One of three. And we have three tabs along the bottom of the page. Library. Tab. 
203. You can see everything that they offer in the library. So you can go in there and you can sort by narrator. You can do a search term. You can do all kinds of things. We'll go in there in a sec. Profile. Tab. Three of three. And then there's your profile with all your information. So let's go into the library. Library. I'm going to go to the top. Sleep library. Heading. Sleep library. Heading. So there's a heading up here. Search. Search field. So let's just do a search. What do you want to search for? Fall. Okay. Search field. It cap G. Cap F. Cap A. A. L. 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 Dun. 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 Tab bar. Profile. Tab. Three of three. So I'm going to tap kind of in the middle of the page. Fall asleep in Tolkien's world. Tom, fall asleep at the tropical spa. Fall on leaves. Peter Yersley. That's what I was looking for. Okay. So let's look at fallen leaves. I'm going to go into it. Fallen leaves. Search screen dismissed. Back button. Button. Medicine. It, it even tells you search screen dismissed. Back button. Button. Medicine. Download. So we can download it. Fallen leaves. There's the title. Favorite. Button. You can favorite it. Peter Yersley. There's your narrator now. Peter Yersley. What you can't do is double tap him and see all his tracks from here. But you could do a narrator filter, and you could see all the different narrators, and then you could click on him from there once you find him. Not the most convenient thing. I would like to see you be able to click and see all his tracks from here, but you can't do that yet. 21 minutes. There's a duration. Narrator. Take a walk with Henry David Thoreau through a New England forest on a warm autumn day. From Excursions by Henry David Thoreau. Recorded by Peter Yearsley for LibriVox. Adapted and elongated for sleep by slumber. So that's pretty cool. It originally came from a LibriVox recording. Play. Button. Tab bar. Home. Tab. One of three. And then you're back to your tabs. So I'm going to start playing it for you. Play. Button. Search. Fallen leaves. Image. By the 6th of October, the leaves generally begin to fall in successive. Fallen leaves. Image. Close round button. Button. Remove downloaded track. Peter Yersley. Favorite. Button. Narrator. Selected. Pause. Button. Play. So I just wanted to make a comment here that you guys won't be able to hear on the recording. The way she was holding her phone with the leaves and crickets and stuff, it, you could totally hear the stereo separation. And I'm going to show you something cool about the crickets. So, let's go forward from the pause button. Play button. So now, that's changed to a play button. Back 30 seconds. Button. We can go back. Forward 30 seconds. Button. Forward. Zero. 23. That's how much time has elapsed. 2%. Adjustable. You can adjust this. 21. 52. There's the time of the meditation. Off. Button. Now, this is off. Loop track. That's loop track. So, if you want it to repeat over and over and over again, you could. Background effects. But that's what I want to show you. Background effects. Now, it doesn't look like you can click it, but you can. Background effects. Background effects. Five minutes. Okay, so I'm going to go to the top of this page. Background effects. Delayed ending. Oops. But close round. There button. we go. Button. So it's the top. Body other. Close. Is a button where you can close and go back to the meditation. Close round button. Background effects. I'm going to the right. Voice. 100%. Adjustable. So if I want to lower Peter's voice, I can do so. Music. 30%. Adjustable. That's where I have my music set. Ocean. 0%. Adjustable. Rain. 0%. Fire. 0%. Rustling leaves. 0%. River. 0%. Birds. 0%. Fan. 
zero percent snowstorm zero binaural beats zero train zero crickets 50 percent adjustable so let's say four zero and as i start messing with it ten percent zero percent i just turned the crickets off delayed ending button now before we go to delayed ending what sound would you like to hear I want to hear the leaves. Okay. Cricket, trip, vinyl, snows, fan, birds, river, rustling leaves, 0%, adjust, 40%, 50%. There they are. There they are at 50%. You want to go lower or higher? No, I think they'll be fine. All right. I'm going to go to the right. Background effects. Five. Background effects. Five minutes. If I go in here. Close round button. Button. Celestial body other. Close. Delayed ending. How long would you like background effects to continue after the main track has ended? Five minutes. Picker item. Adjustable. Three of seventeen. And there are some options here. One minute. Two of seventeen. Off. One of seventeen. One minute. Five minutes. Ten minutes. Fifteen minutes. Thirty minutes. Forty-five minutes. One hour. Two hours. Three hours. Four hours. Five hours. Six hours, thir- seven hours, eight hours, nine hours, sixteen of seventeen, ten hours, seventeen of seventeen. So you could have it go all night if you wanted to. Ten hours. So I'm going to go back to five minutes. One hour, forty-five, th- fifteen minutes, five minutes. Done. Button. There's a done button to the right. Done. Button. Close round button. Button. Celestial body other. Close. And of course, if I wanted to add more sounds, I'm just moving my phone away. If I wanted to add more sounds, I could. So I could have leaves and, you know, birds. Or leaves and crickets. So I'm going to close this. Close round. Remove downloaded track. Now, it says remove now because it downloaded to play it. So it's not streaming, it's downloading it. So if I turned off my Wi-Fi right now, I could still play this. And you can go into your profile and delete any of the tracks. Or all the tracks. Narrator. Play. Button. Selected. Pause. And then if I want to go out of here. Fallen leaves. Image. Fallen. Close round button. Button. It's to Mess. the right of the title. Close. Close round button. Met sleep library. Heading. And I'm back in the sleep library. So talk about an app that has become dramatically accessible. It is a fantastic experience. I think this is $40 a year to have the premium version. And as I said, they're adding multiple new stories every week. And I just think it's a treasure. I really enjoyed beginning to de-stress for half an hour or so at night while I'm in bed getting ready to go to sleep with one of these sleep stories. And I really like the fact that I can customize the sounds and how loud things are and how soft things are. And... It's just a great experience. So if you didn't want music, you could turn everything off. You could just have the voice. Or you could have the voice just be a little murmur, you know, in the background and just listen to music. Or there are actual music tracks or soundscapes in here. So there's a lot of stuff to explore. The Slumber app, available for both iOS and Android. Yes, and the Flighty app is, I believe, $49 a year. Is it available for Droid as well? I don't know. I honestly don't know. So we may have to look that up and update you on another podcast. But I'm not, I don't know if it is. And I don't think I'd want to pay for it twice. 
No. No, not for that particular app, I would not think. Right. So that's a happy way to kind of close us off here by showing you something that has dramatically improved in terms of accessibility. I will link to the Slumber site so you can learn more if you wish. And thank you, everybody, for listening to us. And have a wonderful two weeks. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.